Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I want to talk to you about using social media to grow your online brand while not losing your mind. (laughs) Basically, what I'm trying to say is how you can use social media without social media using you negatively. I hear this issue a lot within the online digital marketing coaches sphere. So many of you guys are wondering how can I most use social media without damaging my mental health. And I want to talk with you about that and share with you what has worked with me and has worked with other of my clients. You're going to get all these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a big shout out for those of you who are listening for the very first time. What up? Hey, so glad that you're here. Giving you a digital high five right now. (laughs) Make sure you smash that subscribe button so that way as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to hear it lickety split. And you guys who have been listening for multiple episodes, I haven't forgot about you. I see you in the background. Hey, thank you for being here. I want this community to grow. So if you've been loving these episodes, I've been loving everything that you've been hearing on this podcast, make sure that you share it with your friends and anybody else who you know has deep passion for growing their business and getting in touch with who they are as just humans, entrepreneurs, and people who are passionate about helping through their business. And if you haven't done so already, let's be social on social media. Make sure that you follow me either on LinkedIn or on Twitter, Denise George Lee, on LinkedIn, Denise G. Lee, on Twitter, where you'll be motivated, inspired, and encouraged to not just rethink about how you run your business, but more or less how you operate in your life. And I'm hoping that this advice that I, I'm going to share with you, and not just this episode, but all of the other episodes to come, will be really giving you something that you aren't getting. I see so many entrepreneurs who are just focusing all on the the business, the strategy, and all that other stuff. But I truly believe there's a lot of us who just also want to have a healthier mindset along with the strategy. And I'm hoping that you get all of that stuff through here. And lastly, before I forget, if you haven't done so already, go to my website, denisegeely.com, where you can read articles and learn about more about who I am and what I'm about. And a lot of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you, it's going to be a spinoff from my course, Amazing Attitude, where we just talk about a deep dive of how you relate to the world and yourself in a positive and healthy way. You can find that on the courses tab, only available on my website, denisechili.com. But a lot of it's going to be on my course, Amazing Attitude. I may talk a little bit about this and um on contagious content and other course, but really this is about amazing attitude. And with all of that being said, let's dive into today's episode. I truly believe that we are kind of in a crisis of sorts with 
how we relate with other people and how we just do business in general in this digital aligned space. I'm recording this episode in October of 2021 and the Wall Street Journal, I think in starting in September and in October, was featuring a series of articles revealing about how harmful Facebook and then Instagram was, and they just still continued business as usual. They were specifically talking about how it negatively impacted young people, specifically girls and minorities. I talked about how the platform literally enabled human trafficking of all things, and the platforms kind of looked out of the way because it wasn't US-based and they really just wanted to get as many users as possible. And I'm not going to sit here and just target this conversation on Facebook because that's really beside the point. It actually just jump-started a bigger topic in my mind about mental health and about using social media the way it was supposed to be. I remember when I first heard about just Facebook, I'm just talking about Facebook not to just dwell on Facebook for this entire conversation, but it's just on my mind. And I remember 2007, and I was still working for the federal government. And I remember one of my coworkers introduced me to Facebook, and she explained to me that, yeah, it's really good for me to connect with relatives I don't hear or see enough and to see what they're up to and just to see how they're, what they're going on and what was happening. And it, it wasn't really so much about collecting f- followers and it wasn't really about you getting as famous as possible. It was about you sharing about topics and issues that really mattered most to you. It was about you trying to amplify an issue and bring more awareness and obviously to collect people together in a way that they couldn't in the in the normal everyday interactions. That was how it was. And then somehow in the last 20 or so years, all of it's just gone to crap. All of it's just gone to crap. It's been turned into a cesspool of clickbait and rage politics and all this other stuff that has launched people into depression and in some cases, eating disorders and all this other stuff. And as an entrepreneur, it feels really unnerving because, oh my goodness, more and more studies have been coming out about, I was just even myself reading about the article about some young girls developing Tourette's syndrome, like ticks, um, as a result of just watching multiple hours of TikTok videos and all I'm trying to say is that as an entrepreneur, it just feels a little unnerving because you yourself can feel the pressure of like, oh my goodness, I need to create lots of content. I need to be present. I need to be visible. No one's going to buy from me if no one knows all about me. And it feels unnerving as an entrepreneur. I mean, you can nod your head if you feel like, oh my goodness, sometimes I feel paralyzed when I go online and I'm worried about how many likes I want to get and who's following me and what I'm about to do next to promote myself and it just feels that my content is being lost in the sea of all these other voices screaming for more attention. And if you feel that way, if you understand how stressful and how toxic 
it can be, you're not alone. I've definitely have advocated for more mental health for digital entrepreneurs who just want to stay sane while growing their brains. You are not alone. And that's why this whole episode is going to be, I have, I'm looking at my notes, I have about five main ways for you to help maintain your sanity while you're online, while you're growing your business. And there's obviously a much bigger, broader way of kind of the things I'm talking about. This is just a 10,000 foot overview. If you feel lost and you feel overwhelmed and you feel that you're not able to really maintain your sanity at times. And it's okay to say that because I've known some people who've literally just needed some intense reflection about who they are and what they want before hopping online. And that's okay. I think we need to be okay with saying that. I think we live in a society that for some bizarre reason wants to believe that it's okay to spend tons of times on a computer, but not be able to share their feelings. I don't get that, but we're not doing that here. We're having an honest conversation and we're talking about how we can navigate our cells in a healthy and productive way using social media. Okay. So let's talk about it. I've got some issues that I know that may need a deeper conversation. So please, if you need to talk a little bit more of this in general, reach out to me. Hello at denisegeelee.com. I like to talk about really refining this conversation and a more granular level, because I don't believe even this podcast, even this specific episode along alone will solve it. Okay. All right. Number one I, is to set limits. And let me talk to you about there. I have some very sub bullet points within set limits. This is regarding maintaining your settings, set limits. Number one is set limits on your topics. Perhaps you've made a decision to yourself that under no uncertain terms, you're not going to be talking about X, Y, or Z issue. I remember early on within my kind of online content creation process, I made a decision to myself that I'm not going to talk about certain pop culture issues. I don't care how popular it is. I don't care if other people are talking about it, I'm not a being about it. Y'all can go and talk about it on other places. This these certain issues were triggering to me, and I'm just not going there. But for you, you may also want to identify for yourself what issues because for a lot of time, if you talk about things that you just are not in a good mental space, you can spin off into a, a lot of anxiety and depression and fear and all of that. So pre-plan, write out like those things that we always know about the things that we're passionate about, but let's talk about the things that we shouldn't be talking about. Identify that. That way you won't get yourself in the hornet's nest of confusion by accident. And I think that I wish that I had that foresight and guidance in advance because my goodness, there was a lot of topics that I had no business talking about it because it was too triggering, it was too emotional, it was too close to it in my own personal life and it served me nor my audience any good to talk about it, okay? Now, the other big thing about under the category of limit setting is setting limits on your time online. I personally have made a new goal for myself that I'm not, I'm spending a total of one hour 
across all the social media platforms. There's no reason why I need to be there beyond one hour total on LinkedIn, on Twitter, or heck, even on Pinterest. Nowhere, nowhere. And I've done this, not obviously because I don't want to be spending all my time online, obviously. I did this because I want to maintain my sanity. I want to be able to still engage with all the other activities that I need to do throughout my workday. And obviously, I want to make sure that I have enough energy to connect with my clients, my friends, my family, and the real world. I remember the very first time I took a business coaching class, and I'll never forget this. I'm like chuckling as I think about this. One of the things that the coach talked about was that she literally said this. I see you guys on Facebook all day long. Log off Facebook. And I remember she was ex- as she was explaining her day, she, the first thing that she did as when she woke up, she did her she did her meditations, she drank her coffee, she stretched, she replenished herself in terms of like physical fitness or whatever. And then and only then she went to check her Voxers, then she checked her emails, and then by noon, only by noon, she logged into Facebook and started doing whatever she needed to do within Facebook. But do you get the priority? You got the sequence. It was all about taking care of her most highest needs first before she went onto the internet. And I think for a lot of us, we just have our phones on our nightstand and checking our messages. And as soon as a notification pops up, we're going to like run to it like a dog hearing the sound of a ringing bell. And it's just insane when you think about it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you disable notifications on your social media applications on your cell phone. That will just instantly improve your mental outlook if you disable all notifications. I have no notifications on my LinkedIn, no notifications on Twitter, no notifications on any of my social media applications. Just because they offer you a notification doesn't mean that you have to accept it on your phone. Give yourself that sanity. But getting back to the main issue about the limits, about the time, you have to decide what amount of time works for you. I said an hour across the board. That was what made me feel comfortable in terms of how I interacted on social media. But you need to decide for you what works well for you, okay? And for some of you guys, you may need to remove the social media application from your phone Altogether, for some of you guys, that's just making you lose your mind. Just having an instant access to it, maybe you need to delete it. I've gone ways having it on my phone, not having it on my phone. In fact, as I'm thinking about it now, maybe I just need to not have it on my phone. And only when I'm working for my business, having it directly accessing it through my desktop version on my on my computer on my computer. Maybe that's just the best for me, but you need to ask yourself, okay, is this causing me a little frustration? Is this causing me anxiety? Am I constantly looking at the updates? Am I constantly trying to scan through and see who's reacting to my stuff? Is this causing me frustration? Those are the questions that you have to ask yourself. I have a specific day in Amazing Attitude when I literally talk about how are certain things impacting you in terms of your mental outlook. And we talk about in the course, social media is one of them. But for a lot of us, we are just 
reacting negatively and we're not even taking full inventory about what's causing the frustration and what's causing the chaos, okay? And while I'm on this talk about chaos and confusion, one of the things that I struggled with in the beginning, and I'm getting so, so much better, is the idea of blocking and on following people, okay? And I know it's hard for me because I'm a recovering people pleaser myself. I'm someone that really just get unnerved by the idea of someone not liking me or not wanting to stay in touch with me. And the idea of someone saying negative things about me threw me an emotional tailspin and caused me to want to bend over backwards to get them to like me and to agree with me. And I realized that there's some people who are just literally walking around with a permanent rain cloud over their head and they just want to be miserable and they just want to drag other people in misery lane alongside them. And the best way that you can do that is literally to have them excuse themselves by force from your community. That means you may hit the unfollow button on Twitter or whatever. That means you may need to block them so they're not bringing their negative energy towards you. Because guess what happens when you allow people to literally say negative thing after negative thing after negative thing? You One of two things happen. You either feel bad about yourself or you're raging and then you're reacting negative to them and then all your audience can see it and it just spirals out of control into a whole new level of confusion. And all of that could be avoided if you just hit that block button. Hit that block button and keep it moving. Now, once you hit a different stage in your followers, when you've got like multiple thousands of followers, obviously you can't block the whole universe from your world. And that's why I want to urge you that you're going to have to make the decision to ignore for a lot of people, you're, you might be thinking to yourself, ignore? What are you talking about? Ignore? It's right in your face. Like, yes, ignore. Yes, you can. Not everything is really worth your attention and your time. Not everything is worth flipping into insanity. I am telling you right now that once you hit a certain number of followers, you will inherit trolls. You will inherit all sorts of mean, negative, cantankerous people. I, I don't know why. Just That's just the way it is on this online sphere thing. And you're going to have to make a decision for yourself. Am I going to let the twos and fews ruin my day, disrupt me from communicating with the people who really know, like, and trust me? Or am I going to focus on people who are probably never going to buy my stuff and are just enjoying to be negative for negative state. I, I personally am making the decision to only associate with people and engage with people who really want to take the time and sincere about learning from me and learning what I have to share. I don't have time with being around people who are walking around with a rain cloud over their head. Okay. Now let's move on to number two of building your online audience while maintaining your sanity is to pre-plan your topics. For me, I have a list of things over certain issues I want to discuss over the week. Now, obviously, sometimes I'm a little spontaneous and just pop up with left field about something that I wasn't thinking about talking about, but I think it's really important, relevant to share right then and there, or things that are relevant in the online sphere that's the moment. But for the most part, everything I do is pre-planned and scheduled. That helps me 
make my mind a lot clearer, a lot of focus. I'm not scattered all over the place. I'm not trying to just grasp for straws for a new idea to come up. That really helps me maintain my sanity. I need you to start thinking for yourself about week by week, month by month. What are the things that you want to talk about? What are the things that you know that your audience needs to know? I think that for a lot of us, we get insane. I don't know any any other way of saying it, forgive me, but a lot of us really have a lot of anxiety and a lot of angst because we don't plan anything. We fly off the seat of our pants and because we're flying off the seat of our plans, we don't know what to say or do next. And that's why we need to schedule. That's why we need to organize ourselves. And that's why it's really important if you have no idea how to create content that you go under the umbrella of someone to help generate ideas, help generate topics, because you don't want to be just staring at a screen and wasting all your time when you have so many other things that you could be doing. Okay. Now let's go to the next point is under the whole umbrella of building your audience as trusting yourself over your audience. And I know this may ruffle some feathers, but I think this needs to be discussed. First and foremost, okay, you are a leader. If anyone is following your account, they're saying that I would like to hear from you as authority of X, Y, and Z topic, discuss blah, 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 right? But what I often see is insecurities and anxieties and fear of disappointing people causes you to not realize that, A, your power is a leader, but more importantly, that you control the conversation as a leader of your own account. Do not let the tail lead the head. It's always the head that leads the tail meaning that your tail is your followers and you are the head and you get to control how much conversation can be discussed because you don't have to respond to anything. They are just literally responding to how you're communicating and I don't want that to happen to you. I want you to be very clear and say, this is what we're going to talk about. This is why it's important. This is what I suggest. And I'm here to answer any questions about it. The end. Now, if you get into this whole rabbit hole of confusion where people say, well, I don't believe what you believe, or I don't think this is the right way, or I think, and all these other things where they're questioning your authority, they're demeaning you, literally, sometimes they're outright demeaning you, and it can just throw you into a tailspin, get you off base on what you really want to do. And then you're wondering to yourself why in the world you're not getting any sales and why in the world people aren't contacting you. It's because you've literally told people, I don't believe I'm a leader and I don't believe I can control the conversation, the flow of conversation. I don't want that to happen to you. I need you to trust yourself, trust the message that you have to share and don't apologize for it. I think too many of us, we are so afraid of people trying to troll us and people trying to literally undermine us that we literally are submitting to mob-like behavior. I don't want that to happen to you. I want you to own your power and to own what 
you have to offer. And that, again, that's why I talk about an amazing attitude a lot about owning your power. Too many of us are not owning our own power. Okay, now we're on the last bullet point is use a schedule. This is something that I wish that I did more often and I and I will be doing more often for another social media platform that I use. But what I'm talking about is that we have tons of places where you can automatically post content. And there's some places where you can actually review the analytics too, but that's a different conversation. But there's a place where you can use stuff like Canva and Meet Agger and there's so many other companies where you can literally pre-plan all of your social media messages in advance and not have to log on to the app. Your people are still reading your messages, they're still engaging with your content, but you are physically gone. You could be on the beach playing sand with your kid while social media uh is still running, looking at your content without you. For a lot of us who have dealt with anxiety, social anxiety issues, the fact that we're glued to our computer screens and looking at how people react in real time is not worth the energy. As I'm talking right now, I realize that one of my social media posts has probably been published right now and people are reacting to it. And I'm still here I'm here talking with you. That's the beauty of the scheduler so that you can do two things at once. Now, I have a big, big caveat that I want to share with you about this is that do not just let the scheduler do all the heavy lifting for you. You have to still go check the comments, respond, engage. It's not designed for you to just post and and go away. I've seen this a lot with some of the bigger accounts where they just believe that it's not even necessary for them to engage with their followers. No, 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 no. For a lot of us, if we really want to grow our business, get sales, we need to show that we actually give a darn about what our people have to say. And that's not going to happen if you just rely on your social media scheduler. It needs to only be use to help optimize your time throughout the day. Now let's recap everything that we've talked about. I want to let you know that this is not easy. This is definitely something that's a work in progress, sanity. But I do know by using these tips that it's going to really help you. So let's review. Set limits. Set limits on the topics, your time on each social media platform. Create a schedule or if need be, If you need to remove the social media apps from your phone and get accustomed to blocking and unfollowing people as needed. Now, I want you to pre-plan your topics. Don't be scattered. Have a game plan about what you want to talk about. Trust yourself over your audience. Be the head. Don't let your tail, let your audience, your followers lead you and make you distract about what you want to be talking about on social media. And I also want you finally to use a scheduler, but also check your comments. Do not think that just posting content alone is what it will take. Okay. Was there something that I said that really jumped out your mind, please let me know. Send me a message at hello at denisegelee.com. And again, a lot of these topics are talked about in depth and amazing ad too. So check that out. 
Well, that is it. I hope that you really enjoy this conversation and I'm hoping that you can obviously implement one or more of the things that we've talked about. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.